What's going on, everybody? It's Cooper and James, and we are from the back pins. James, how are you doing on this Thursday afternoon? I guess it is. Kind of strange, ain't it, Coop? We yeah, usually, it's a little bit later than we're used to. But uh, yeah, I'm doing great. Just got back from the doctor and, and just uh, doing some therapy treatment while I sit here and do this podcast. Heck yeah, I got to keep your body feeling good. Yes, sir. We got to make them team finals and see how that calf does. <laughs> yeah, team finals will be something pretty interesting in my opinion. But speaking of the team finals, we're kicking off the regular season here in a couple days on Monday night in Cheyenne, Wyoming. The team regular season starts off. It kicks off and I'm pretty, pretty pumped up about it. You know, they've released the active protected rosters and the practice squad rosters. There was some moves over the weekend, actually, that I thought were kind of shocking. We'll get into that after we get into the show. But it's definitely going to be busy now from here on out. We should have plenty to talk about, and uh, I'm just ready for this team series to kick off, James. I'm assuming you are feeling that way as well. So we have a lot to talk about, so we'll quit messing around. Let's grab them slides, boys, because we're coming at you from the back pins. So to kick things off briefly, we'll just talk about a little bit about the King of the North tour. They are in Big Sky, Montana for three nights starting tonight, the day of the recording. And just looking over at the draw list, it's kind of a who's who. You're seeing a lot of the key players in this team series entered in this bull riding. And I'm not surprised. This is one of the biggest summer bull ridings out there, except for maybe Bismarck. It's one that the riders really like. It's always a cool setting when you watch it on TV. I know, James, you're pretty disappointed it's not on Pluto TV this year. But nonetheless, it's going to be decent to keep tabs on that because you are going to see some quality guys in that bull riding, and some of those guys have taken some time off. So I'm intrigued to see how they look coming back from a little bit of a layoff after the PBR World Finals. Yeah, and I don't know if you've seen it, but Outlaw, is also he entered Springdale and did pretty well there. He's 85 and a half on one and like seven and some change. I wasn't in Springdale, I wish I was because it's only 30 minutes from the house. But he is also entered in uh Big Sky, I believe. So that's pretty good to see him healthy enough to be wanting to get on again. But at this point of the season, from your perspective, if you're if you're a coach, would you even let your A-team guys get on other events right now? I think it's totally dependent on each different guy. If you look at a guy like Dalen, he does that all the time anyways. So especially the guys like Chase Outlaw, yeah, I would because Chase has been out for a while. So yeah, like you said, he got on in Springdale, but two bulls generally doesn't knock the rust completely off. It takes a few more than that generally. So if I've had a guy that's been off for a while – yeah, it's risky having him get on, but I need him sharp too. I need him clicking on all cylinders, firing on all cylinders when this regular season picks up. So yeah, I'm not against it, but I think it depends on the case for me. Each rider's a different scenario. There's a lot of varying factors that go into that decision, in my opinion. Speaking of that, you know, what we were talking about with Chase and, and uh, Dalen and a whole host of others, honestly. Kaiki Pacheco has been in Brazil, I think, since the finals. Will that play a factor? Will will Rust be an issue? I think it's a good thing that he took that time off. 
going as hard as he did and almost winning a world title to reset his mind and refocus. Okay, I didn't win a world title, but I still got a chance to help my team win a team championship. So I think it's a good thing, but what's your take on it? Yeah, a guy like that, he got banged up at the World Finals. He probably needed to take some time. Now, do we know if he's been getting on bulls in Brazil? I couldn't tell you. I haven't seen much. I'm not saying there isn't videos out there, but I haven't seen any. Um, But I haven't looked that hard either. A guy like that, I think you probably do want to hold out because we just saw with the signing of Jose Vitor Leme, Jose got signed through the year 2025. So that's a four-year contract, 22, 23, 24, 25. When you're talking about your first-round pick, you're going to want to lock that guy down long-term like the gamblers did with Jose. So I'm not rushing anybody back. If it's Kaike, I would rather hold my top-end guys out if I'm in doubt because from the way I understand this, every single team is going to make the team series finale in Las Vegas. That's the way I understand it. So yeah, you want to play for seeding, but when it comes down to putting the best five guys out there in Las Vegas, if I think I need to hold Kaike out for a month to start the year and take some losses potentially, I'm okay with doing that because you get me to Vegas. I don't care what seat I am. We do our job. We walk out of there victorious. So I think that's where I would be at as far as a headspace from a head coaching standpoint. I'll agree with that for sure. But I'm like you said, I'm looking forward to the team deal. And honestly, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I didn't know what to think of it at first, but the more we read on it, the more we did podcast about it and we spoke privately about it and so on and so forth. I got more and more excited. And so I'm fired up, but I don't think it could kick off in a better place than Cheyenne. So a couple of days ago or a day ago, the PBR put out an article that had the protected rosters versus the practice squad rosters. Now, protected roster means that player cannot be moved unless they are traded. So essentially what they're saying is we want this guy for the foreseeable future, for the time being. They are able to add and remove guys from that. Now with the practice squad, that is going to be a roster where you technically own the rights to that rider, but say another team wants a guy on your practice squad, as long as they're willing to sign him to their protective or active roster, they can do so. So you're kind of playing with fire if a guy's on a practice squad. It's a tricky deal, especially when you're talking like spots five through seven. Those are some tough decisions to make. You've got to figure out who you want protected and who you can live with losing, which is tough to say, but that's the reality of it because I'm looking at some of these teams and some of these teams are definitely already having injury problems. So when you look at that, Veteran guys that are on a practice squad, I think are definitely going to be considered for some of these teams. Like I look at a guy like Trevor Kastner, who is on the practice squad for the Oklahoma Freedom. This guy's made it to the NFR six times. He's been to the biggest stages of the sport. I don't care that he hasn't done a whole lot in the PBR because I know this guy's ready to roll. If you want to put him in a lineup, you're not going to miss that much. I could see a team with injury issues making a move at Trevor Kastner. The only thing is, is that guy's got a lot more age to him, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but he's also one of those guys that are injury prone a little more than most. But if he's healthy, 
he does ride phenomenal and he's got experience. So being in any kind of format, any kind of situation is not going to intimidate him whatsoever. And like he can also lift up the younger guys and teach them some things. Just because he hasn't ridden for the PBR doesn't mean he's not a top level athlete. To me, Trevor Kastner is a lot like Matt Triplett, who over the weekend, the Nashville Stampede dropped. Now, I'm not going to sit here and speculate why they dropped him because I have no idea. It could be a plethora of reasons, but the Oklahoma Freedom jumped on him early. They went and got him as soon as he was dropped and they put him on their active roster. So when I look at this, to me, Matt Triplett's not probably a guy that's in the long-term plans of the Oklahoma Freedom. Now he could be, if he performs well enough, he comes out there and sets the world on fire. Yeah, that's going to change. But I have to think where the thought process is from the freedom is Matt Triplett's a guy we can plug in and put in our lineup right away. We don't have to groom him or develop him. He's been at this level. He knows what it's about. So our job is to put him on the bulls that we think he can succeed on or have the best chance to succeed on. And you look at what they're doing with their roster, Lockwood's on the IR. He's not going to ride for the first four events. So when he comes back, they are going to have to drop somebody from their active roster. So if you look at it, it could be really one of four guys, in my opinion. They're probably going to drop Briggs Madsen, Caden Bunch, Matt Triplett, or Casey Roberts. But for the time being, for the first four weeks, for sure, Matt Triplett's a pretty good replacement for a guy like Jess Lockwood, depending on how far along your younger guys are. I agree with that. And like you said, he he is a lot like Trevor Kastner. They've been going at it probably just as long, just in two different associations. And I could see somebody getting, you know, a Matt Triplett will probably stay with the freedom and probably Briggs Matson will probably stay, in my opinion, just because they went out of their way to get that kid. So you look at Casey Roberts, they signed him. He's a 2022 college champ. The guy's been riding really well. They have Caden Bunch and Briggs Madsen, who they drafted, right? So it's going to come down to development, but they're going to have some tough choices to make at that bottom end of their active roster because ideally they don't want to let anybody have a crack at any one of those young guys. But most likely when Lockwood comes back, they're going to have to. That's just the name of this sport. And I would be shocked if one of those guys goes down to their practice squad Depending on injuries, again, you could see a team make a move at them. A team that I could see making some moves before even Cheyenne potentially is the Kansas City Outlaws. Right now, they have an open, active roster spot. Cole Melanson's currently on their protected roster. He's out three to five months, growing issue. So they have a spot they can either move somebody up into or go sign somebody. So I would assume the front office of the Kansas City Outlaws is is scouring the free agent market, looking at their own free agents or looking at these practice squad members from other teams. There's no reason to not carry seven, in my opinion. That's how I see it. If they're going to let you have seven active riders, you might as well use them because then you can play the matchups depending on what bulls you get, all that. So to me, it doesn't make sense to go into a an event with less than seven guys on your active roster. No. It doesn't me either. But let's take a break and talk about Rank Ride Fantasy for a second. If you enjoy what the PBR Team Series did, and especially the draft aspect of that, check out Rank Ride Fantasy. They let you put your general manager cap on, and you get to make those decisions that a general manager does week in, week out. I played the entire 2022 season, 
and it was a great time. It's a really good way to engage yourself with the bull riding that's happening. When you have something to cheer for or against, it really makes it more exciting to watch, especially when you pick a guy that goes 90 plus points. There's not a better feeling in the world. And it's a really good opportunity to give you and your buddies the opportunity to give each other a hard time, compete against each other. Let's get some bragging rights going. I'm better than you are. I know more than you do. Now you can put it to the test. And bragging rights are always good when you're talking, interacting with your best of friends. It's a really great time. I can promise you, you won't be disappointed. So check out Rank Ride Fantasy at www.rankridefantasy.com. And I will link their social medias in the description below. And also, I will list them at the end of this podcast. But let's get back to it. So, James, let me ask you this. Which team are you most excited to see in action on Monday night in Cheyenne, Wyoming? Well, considering that they put one of my best friends, or well, one of my really good friends that I've known for years and years on the uh, practice squad, you know, it's not near as uh, comparable for me to pick the uh, Carolina Cowboys. They definitely are loaded. So that's definitely in my top two. But if I had to pick one right now, it would be probably the Oklahoma Freedom for a number of reasons, but to chase outlaw being one of the main ones. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there. I'm really intrigued to see how much they're going to use these younger guys. You know, signing a guy like Matt Triplett, I would assume he's going to get some outs in the first four weeks for sure. But what I'm really intrigued to see is, are they going to be leaning on Briggs Madsen and Caden Bunch or Casey Roberts, these young guns that the average fan hasn't really seen a lot lot of? We haven't seen a ton of them. Let's be honest. I mean, there's not a lot of UTB level experience there. I know Caden Bunch got into a few of them last spring or this spring, but it's not like he's a seasoned vet at this level. I really want to see what those young guys look like. I also want to see how they plan on using those young guys for not just the freedom for everybody. You look at the Kansas City Outlaws, like Tate Polmeyer, he is going to be in their starting lineup. You're going to see guys like Tate Polmeyer in these lineups. You know, young, we don't know much about him. We haven't seen much of him. That's probably what I'm most excited to see. But yeah, the freedom are definitely intriguing to me as far as I want to see if this self-proclaimed dream team from Jess Lockwood, as he said it, is as good as advertised because on paper they look really good. And so does Carolina, no doubt about it. Right. And so really it's kind of a toss-up, but I also like the Thunder as well. I like how they kind of went more with the rodeo side of things for the most part, guys that have been to the NFR and been on the rodeo trail quite a bit. I like that. I like Colton Fritzland. I like Clayton Sellers. I like their lineup too. So that'd be another one that I'd throw in there. The schedule is already set. So if you want to go ahead and look at that, the PBR website has every single game that's going to take place from now till the Vegas finale. It's already out there. So if you want to know who's going to play who in Cheyenne, it's out there. It's available. I will say my personal pick for a game of the week, though, is the Gamblers and the Freedom. But that's just me. It was really tough to choose between them and the Stampede and the Cowboys, which they're actually on the first day. Gambler's Freedom is day two. I think those are some pretty cool games. They're going to be some some big-time bull rides this this next couple days, I feel like. Them guys really get energized when they go to Cheyenne. With the unveiling of the team series being the inaugural regular season event, you know guys are going to be really amped up. 
They're going to want to go out there, show up and show out for their teams, their teammates, their coaches, the front office, all that. So I'm excited to see it. I've just got one more question for you, James, before we get out of here. You got to pick your team for the whole season. You got to stick with them. Who is it? I'll probably go with the uh, Carolina Cowboys uh, because if I remember right, you selected the freedom and I don't want to take that from you. But if you were going to pick another team, I'd probably have to go with the freedom, but we'll take the Carolina Cowboys because they're just as loaded. Who knows? Honestly, it could be any team that just shows up and dominates, but uh, I think it's going to be one of those two. I'm not going to change my pick. It's still Oklahoma freedom on paper. You're correct to me. Anyways, the Cowboys and the the freedom look like on paper, the best teams, a lot can happen. It's bull riding. I understand all that. To me, there's about five teams that I think on any given day can beat one another. And then you get past that and it gets a little more thin. You know, teams don't look quite as good right now. Some of that's due to injury out of their control. You cannot control when guys get hurt. But when you look at from a talent and depth standpoint, the Cowboys and the Freedom are loaded. They have a lot of depth. They have a good mix of experience with youth and upside I just think on paper, those two look the best. And I'm rolling with the freedom, red, white, and blue, baby. Cord, bring us to the promised land. That's all I got to say. But I think that'll be it for today. We'll check in with you guys after the inaugural PBR regular season team event in Cheyenne. James, do you have any closing thoughts before we get out of here? Oh, absolutely. I'm just so glad to hang out with Cooper for a little bit and to just get some content out. It's always fun to talk about the greatest sport on earth and on dirt. And uh, we hope that y'all are enjoying what we're bringing you. But you can learn all you want from Cooper. But if you only learn one thing from me, learn this. And that's that every day is a gift from God and what you do with it quite simply. And honestly, well, that's your gift back to him. God bless. Coop, the floor is yours, buddy. Back at you, man. It's been good. Like we've touched on already, we're both excited for this team series to kick off. Regular season, it's here. It's time, and I'm definitely ready for it. And I think James, everybody else is too. So definitely excited for that. If you want to know more about the individual teams, head on over to our YouTube. We've got videos, previews, team previews for that. And we'll probably have something a little more in-depth, hopefully before Cheyenne kicks off on Monday night. We will link our social medias and RankRad social medias in the description below. So check those episode notes out, guys, if you want to find more about us or RankRad or figure out where to find us on social media, all that. But I think that'll be it. Until next time, you guys have a great one. Come back and visit us again from the back pins. Mm-hmm.